time for the Talking Flower segment on Real World Gardener. In the studio, I've got Nadine Brown, who's a floral designer and educator. Welcome to the show, Nadine. Thanks, Marianne. Lovely to be here. It's great to have you. And today, we're going to kick off the segment with tips and tricks on how to make flowers last longer, which I'm sure everybody listening would love (laughs) to know. It is something that I have been asked in all of my 30 years as a florist. That's probably the biggest question from gardeners, just flower lovers in general, other florists, uh, some of my clients and students, yep, how to make your flowers last longer once you get them home. So we've got our flowers home. I'm tending to find that my flowers, uh, if I buy them from a side a storeholder along the road, they only last like five, six days. So mm, There'd be a lot to do with that. Flowers are quite sensitive to ethylene and ethylene is a natural gas that is exuded by exhaust fumes, smoke, but also naturally by bananas and fruit. So you might find that, um, you know, when you put your avocados in the fruit bowl with a banana, the avocado ripens within a day when normally it would take maybe three or four days to ripen. If you put your flowers next to a fruit bowl, the exact same thing will happen. So for your instance, you've bought them from a roadside, so they've been just smothered in exhaust fumes. So they're already struggling with that, that issue. But just on a side note... If you have your flowers next to your fruit bowl, they'll actually age and and have a much shorter vase life um, because they're ripening just like the avocado would. So, yeah, keep your flowers away from – well, don't buy your your roadside flowers, but also um, keep them away from your fruit bowl. (laughs) Well, I – I certainly know that to keep them away from the fruit bowl, but yes, the mistake is to buy them from the roadside. And I guess the same would apply for the flowers that are sold outside, say, supermarkets that might be by a road as well. Which is yes, yes, it is. Really, the best place to buy your flowers is either direct from the grower or grow your own or from a florist. You find that you're going to buy your product a lot fresher to start with. So that's a really big, obviously, the biggest tip in regards to vase life is just buying really fresh product. And we might talk about what to look for in uh, buying fresh flowers in another episode. But for today, you know, there's been so many different studies and um experiments done and things like that on on what flower treatments what you can put in the water there's all lots of you know wild wives tales about a penny or lemonade or soda water or different things and bleach often as well it's been a, a very common chemical to use in the industry is actually put a little bit of bleach in the water but an interesting study that I saw quite recently was quite varied and it actually, the results came back that actually just clean, fresh water every couple of days is the best thing for your flowers. The coming second to that was actually a little spoonful of vodka. <laughs> Gee, I don't know about flowers. <laughs> so, maybe it's a nip for you and a nip for the flowers. But really flowers, they're nature. And just like us, we stay hydrated with water in the best possible way and so do your flowers. So fresh water in the vase every couple of days – and if you recut the stems, as you do that, uh, you're actually then creating, uh, I guess, a, a, a faster freeway for that water to get up to the flower head. So that's just one thing. So fresh water and every couple of days cutting the stems. So not every day because I thought you had to do it every day. Well, you could. 
Um, you could do it every day, but you don't necessarily have to. And I think the harder we make it, the less we're going to do it. You know, it's like, okay, so if I just think about, yes, you, every two or three days, fresh water, a recut, just a tiny little cut on an angle. Um, and the only, uh, you know, scientific reason of doing that is just that you're increasing the surface area of the stem rather than cutting it straight across. So that's the only, you know, trick about that. And you don't need to use filtered water, can just be straight from the tap? Straight from the tap. Filtered, obviously would be better but it doesn't make a massive difference the the level of chlorine or fluoride or whatever we have in the water doesn't make a huge difference to the flowers the fact that you're changing it regularly is more and more important necessarily than the than the water i guess the water quality i suppose okay and with the angle cutting of the flower stems does that apply for every type of flower or yes not? yes oh, okay. it does and there's other things that you can do so for instance i don't know if you've heard of scalding which is essentially, you know, boil the kettle, pop some of those woodier stems in boiling hot water for 30 seconds to a minute and then pop them straight into cold water. And things like um, hydrangeas respond really well to that. Um, Even softer flowers like lavender responds really well to that and poppies and roses, of course, are are really good. So it's, it's traditionally sort of thinking about woody stemmed flowers because it just essentially blanches the ends which become makes them more porous which allows the water to absorb a lot quicker and get up to the head a lot quicker but you'll often find you know your listeners may have received a beautiful bouquet of roses and they'll have one or two stems that seem to wilt really quickly if you were able to recut the stem scold it pop it straight back in the vase within a few hours it'll have perked right up you won't be able to tell the difference which which was the softer head and which wasn't so you know flowers aren't aren't trying to you know die (laughs) sometimes they've just got heavy heads and they need that hydration to be able to support that head oh that's that's excellent because i have picked roses from my garden yes and the same thing has happened after a few days oh dear yeah i mean notoriously garden rose especially at david austin's you know don't have a long vase life anyway they're they're stunning for their moment you know and I think I I hate to see that flowers are judged by their vase life I really you know one of my very favorite flowers is is magnolias and I, I pick them in bud I know I've got a three-day window of magnificence in my home of the most beautiful fragrance and and of that lovely change that happens from from pure white to you know, a soft kind of latte into a cappuccino colour and then they've and then they're brown and they're finished. I think every flower should be appreciated for many, many things rather than, oh well it's only good if it lasts longer. And I think that's something that sometimes happens in buying flowers. Mm-hmm. That if they oh if it doesn't last two weeks it's it's not of a better not as good a value. But sometimes your most amazing flowers, like passion fruit flowers for instance last no time in a vase I've tried many different things because I just think they're fascinating they're amazing but you can float them for a couple of days and really appreciate them and and so yeah I just I like to think of flowers in more value than just their lasting ability yeah that's true that's that's a really good tip yeah I hadn't thought of actually picking my passion fruit flowers because I've always wanted to have the passion yes I know (laughs) 
<laughs> me too. I think, oh, well, if I pick that, I'm not going to get a fruit. So I will just appreciate them on the vine. But, yeah, for, for the weddings and events that I've done over the years, you know, sometimes your bride is looking for something really unusual and really different. Well, they certainly are really different, that's for mm. sure. They are amazing sculptural flowers, yes. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and of course, with uh, cooler weather, you don't want to have flowers in next to the heater, I guess. No, definitely not. For instance, if you've got uh, cyclamens are in flower now, and I know everyone loves to bring those inside, uh, they will be very unhappy within a week or two if they're kept inside near the heater. So really what you can do if you do like them on your kitchen bench or you do enjoy having them inside is just pop them out in the laundry at night, pop them out on the veranda at night, let them have some time outside at night time and they will be very happy with that. And the same with your flowers, you know. Your, your fresh flowers aren't going to cope as well in that heat. So if you have do have a really beautiful bouquet, again, just pop it in the bathroom, pop it in the laundry. I know that's a little bit of a little bit of effort, but if you think about your flowers being an extension, you know we're all part of nature, an extension of us, and you and you love them, and you want them to be around a little bit longer, then you, we do these little things, you know, just to to care for them and look after them, and I think they bring us so much joy in our space and can make such a change in mood in our space that why you know just a little bit of effort to care for them makes a big difference yeah okay well there we have it that's a whole lot of tips and tricks for you to consider and certainly a few that I hadn't thought of or knew about and Nadine you had one final thing to mention yes I do and you know this is really the tip of the iceberg Marianne about flower tips and I've got so many more after all the years of of working with nature and and, uh, working with flowers so what I thought I'd like to offer the listeners today is actually a link to one of my tutorials out of my membership which is actually on care and conditioning and it's uh, 20-30 minutes on uh, me practically showing you a whole range of of care and conditioning for flowers and foliages um, so yeah I'd love to I'd love to give my give you a lint- gift your listeners uh, the tutorial and if they'd like to see you know to see those some of those techniques in actual practical action rather than just uh, sometimes it helps by having visual aids to help with what you're talking about and that will certainly be posted on realworldgardener.com when I put it up on the blog after this has gone to air of course great so lovely having you in the studio Nadine thank you for coming in thanks so much Marianne pleasure to be here